um, at the um, at a little parish that's about 10 minutes away from where I live in Toronto. But he said he would follow me online because we do a lot of traveling. So that was very kind of him. So I meet with him for an hour. Uh, we just did the uh, we just did a course day on Jesus. So I'm making my way through. Well, um, I got the rosary from my friend Queenie in the hospital when I was in the hospital. She taught me how to pray the rosary with intentions and uh, we spent about two hours a day talking and me telling her my story of my life really and the people that I was concerned with and you know all of that and then after I was better I just continued to pray and in the morning I have a a nice porch that I sit on uh it is downtown Toronto so we we uh, covered it in with stained glass because it's kind of dirty downtown and so your porch gets dirty all the time every time you go to sit out there it's kind of got this grease on it so we just covered it in. So now it's beautiful floral stained glass and I can see outside so I can see the, the sun comes in. I can see the people on the street and but I'm inside somewhere that's quiet and contained. And I have um, I have a picture of uh, St. George and the Dragon here. I have a picture, uh, a painting and it would be a painting of Mother Mary and baby Jesus over there. And then I have a few paintings that I did that are behind me. So it's my little corner. It's my little corner and the door to the inside of the house is kind of over there and Jordan will come out in the morning and he'll look. Oh, so he doesn't, he doesn't interrupt me, you know? Like he's very respectful of the time that I have chosen. And Jordan always, he wants to engage, right? He's this engaging person. And so it took a while for me to train him that the morning, in the morning, I have an hour and that hour is for me and God and no, nobody else. It's just for me and God. And so, you know, he, he tried to get around it this way and that way. And over time he's realized, no, actually that's true. That's what she wants. <laughs> so he doesn't interrupt. So I find that if I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is ask for God's will, as soon as I wake up, um, and then I get my rosary and go down there and pray, then my day is going to go better. Now I'll give you an example. Let's see, just about a, a week before we came here, we've been here about a week now. I was down with my sister, my daughter and she's eight months pregnant. She's about to have a baby and she has a little six year old daughter. And her daughter goes between her house and her ex-husband's house every week. And so now it's Monday and she's going to go to her dad's house after school. And Michaela, my daughter said, oh, she said, mom, ever since I've been pregnant, every time Scarlett leaves, I burst into tears. And, and she said, I never used to, I could kind of push that down, but now I burst into tears. And I'm, and I'm like, no, that's, that's good. It's actually good because it's sad. So it's good. So we're getting, so, it, so it, so she tells me that the night before. So now it's morning and I wake up and I go to have a drink of water and I realize my husband's drank my water <laughs> and, and I feel a little bit of resentment and I think, huh, where'd that come from? 
why you know it's water who cares oh i have to go to the doctor today not nothing you know serious but doctors probably make me a little nervous so i think maybe that's why so i pray the rosary and i ask for my resentment to be lifted and and uh, and i and i think it's lifted so i go and i have breakfast with my granddaughter and my husband and and uh, then we're near the door and my daughter is sitting down and her daughter is standing at the door and her nanny is there with her about to take her to school and I'm standing there and my husband comes by and he's got his phone and he's saying you know Amazon was supposed to leave this package in the middle of the night and you know I don't think they left it and I don't know where it is and and I just turned to him and I said that's not what we're doing right now where we're saying goodbye to Scarlett and there was no resentment in my voice there was no um you're you know you're not paying attention any and there was just not no kind of judgment there it was just a fact of the matter this is what we're doing we'll talk about that later and he dropped it and attended to what was going on uh, Scarlett left, Michaela started to cry. I was able to hold her and I said, you know, you, those are good tears and share them, don't hide them. You know, it's and it's good for your daughter to know you're sad. It doesn't hurt her, it's, it's good, it's true, it's true. And, and then she left and I thought later, you know, if I hadn't prayed the rosary this morning, I would have carried that a little bit, even if I'd tried to let it go, a little bit of that resentment would have been in my voice and my husband wouldn't have dropped what he was doing. He would have then wondered what was on my mind and he would have been interested in me instead of what I wanted was us to both be interested in what was happening. But it was that way because I had prayed the rosary and I cleared whatever kind of uh, attachment I had I'd let that all go and so and so that's what it does for me every day it makes sure that I'm not attached to anything that I'm only present for what the next right thing might be and so then I can start my day knowing that God is going to send me challenges that day he's going to send me the bread that he sends everyone and uh, I will be present and grateful when that comes no matter what it is and so that's my rosary prayer. I Queenie is a very good friend of mine, right? She introduced me to the ro rosary. And so if she asks me to do something and I can, I, I do. And she asks me, there's a high school called Hawthorne High School. That's a, that's Catholic. It's not a high school. It's actually a school from kindergarten to grade 12. And she helps out there and she's asked me to come and speak to the parents and I do. And, and I've spoken to the girls who stay at Kintour College because it's a dorm at University of Toronto, a Catholic dorm. And I go there and I speak every now and then. So I, I do what I can. And so she asked me, she said, you know, um, these people from the States and Open, Opus Dei want to do an interview with you and they wonder if you'll come to Kintour. And, uh, I said yes, and then she said, well, and I wonder if you and Jordan could talk about marriage or whatever it was that she asked us to talk about. So I talked to Jordan and I said, you know, this is, do you want to do this? And he said, well, you know, I could have a few minutes, I could do that. And then, of course, we, my daughter is the CEO and she said, Dad, you can't do that because you have to only do these podcasts that have this many subscribers and everything. And I said to Jordan, you already told me that you would. 
So am I going to marry someone else to talk about marriage? Like, how is this going to go? <laughs> right? So he came yeah. and, he, and now he's like, oh, wow. <laughs> and I think my daughter's like, oh, wow. So they didn't know. I didn't know. I did it because I do things because I told God that I would do things. I said, if you let me live, live, I will share what I know publicly. I promise I will speak publicly. I won't hide my light under a bushel any longer. I will, you know, just be brave. I'll be brave and I'll, I'll say what I need to say. So when I get asked, I say, yes, it doesn't matter really who it is because I think, well, if I can help one person, it's worth it. Absolutely. And I think it's so amazing how far the story has reached and me too. It's amazing. I mean, I, I don't think I can really grasp it. Two point, you know, two million people. How many people is that? It's a city. It's a lot of people. <laughs> and and probably even more than that, considering, you know, Twitter and Facebook and all the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe there's clips made. I don't know, but you Absolutely. know. Yeah. So good. If that, if that is helpful, if people are resonating with it, um, hooray. Jordan said, are you, uh, what do you say? Are you um, revivifying the rosary, Tammy? I said, uh, maybe, maybe I'm helpful in that manner. Maybe. Cool. Well, I would say what I've learned through my life is what you practice is what stays with you. And prayer is a practice. They call it a practice because, because that's what it is. And so if you practice the rosary and you do so that means that you set up a time that's the same every day the same place every day keep it in a place that you're familiar with so that you have cues because you have to have cues to make habits um, good habits and bad habits so if you want to make good habits then you try to make cues along a path for a good habit and if you pray every day, then there will be a day that, that those prayers make the difference that you need or that someone close to you needs. And so it isn't, it isn't the prayer exactly, it's the practice of the prayer. Over time, it, it's the relationship that you build and the, uh, the, uh, it, it's the it's the relationship so it's it's what you what you feel during the moment that you can um, develop this deeper and deeper understanding of what it means to be present in in the present in the moment and to feel God's grace so and that doesn't just happen overnight you know I can remember when I first started to do a lot of self-reflection um, I was walking in the mornings and uh, my husband was still away and he was very, very sick. And my daughter had taken him to Russia, right, to get better. And so he was so far away and I didn't know whether he was going to be successful or come back. And it was, and I had been too ill to go. So it was out of my hands. But even though that all made sense. I was holding some resentment towards my daughter for taking him away because I was fearful, probably. 
And I wanted to get rid of that resentment because it was unnecessary. It, it wasn't right. It wasn't right. It was just fear and stuff that was causing my trouble. And I had and I had put it in, directed it at her and attached myself to her. And so it took me two weeks of walking to have that resentment lift. That's a long time. And so these things don't happen overnight. They happen with practice. And so don't give up. Don't give up. Know that uh, it's time well worth it. It's time well worth it. You don't know now, you know, I mean, I prayed, I prayed the rosary. I've been praying the rosary for four years now, about four years. And, um, and look what's happening now. Why now? This could have, you know, this video that I made with Gabby, that could have, that could have happened before, or it may never have happened. And all of these other videos that I'm making with people that are interested in pursuing their own faith, so they're reaching out to me. Um, I had no, I had no idea that any of that was going to happen. That's not why I did it. I did. That's not why I prayed the rosary. I prayed the rosary because I need the rosary. I need better understanding. I need to get on my knees. I need to find what's the next right thing to do in my life, just as everyone has to. But and this helps me to uh, this helps me to focus on those I love. I I uh, visualize putting each person in God's hands. And that helps me not be attached to them so that I can realize that everyone, everyone has their own relationship, can have their own relationship with God, that he has his relationship with them already. And it's up to them to, to ask and to look his direction. And so I'm just putting everyone in his hands and giving them the opportunity to, uh, to, re to have a relationship with God. But it's not up to me to make that relationship, it's up to them. And so that makes me clear. That makes me clear for the day. And that will make you clear, everyone clear, if you practice it. It's, uh, you know, I, I meditated for years, so I was used to sitting. I was used to sitting every day. Uh, when I was in high school, I sat in the evenings. Uh, but then as I got older, I realized that doing my meditation in the morning was better. So I sat, sat in the mornings. So I think I wanted to be doing this for years, but um, I was never introduced to the rosary until much, much later. But when it came, it, it just resonated right away. Oh, rosary. Yeah, well, that resonates with me that that's it's a it's a sitting down. It's a contemplation. But now it's more than that. It's intention. Uh, and there's five different intentions, so I like that too. So I can I can spread my devotion over five different decades, and every day is different. Some days it's very specific. Uh, other days it's more general. Depends what happens in the world. You know, there's all these things that are going on, and that way you can uh, you can attend to those things. You don't have to be scared of them and deny them. You can actually face them. You can face them and say, you know, uh, I know what's happening. I see the pain that's there and I give it to God. I give that to God because we have to give everything to God and not, not hide, not hide from it. It makes it easier to talk about it. Well, I know 
the little I know about the crucifixion and about, you know, the teachings of the church, um, through suffering, you know, Jesus um, accepted suffering for himself, for our salvation. And, you know, like, what does that mean? That, I think probably what that means is, it for me anyway, the way I see it was accept my suffering as necessary, as necessary for my movement towards the transcendent. So, and I think that, you know, and that's what sinning is too, you know, even just the, the sins that we have, those that's suffering. So every sin we make is a is a bit of suffering, depending on what the sin is, is more or less suffering. And uh, we put our we put ourselves towards suffering when we when we turn away from God, and then we hit suffering, and we hit suffering in order. I mean, you know, it's uh, it hurts. It's it's um, you call for help, so it makes you call for help which is what we have to do essentially and it you know you're if you're sinning and you're in discomfort you may hide away but you also might go to someone for help and in when you go to someone for help in order to feel better wherever there are two people who are together with god he is there. So through the suffering, I think that I had, and I accepted all the help I could get and my family was all around me. So it brought everyone together, right? It brought the family together. It brought my friends together. It brought us all around the bed to pray. And so it was a real uh, focus of attention to what is what is in the moment of importance and so our our sinning it just it kind of blurs out the rest of the world right and it brings it to exactly what's happening in the moment and god is there in the moment so it's funny how suffering and pain is so present and god is present and so there's something about going through pain if i can turn if i can turn to god in pain I have no more pain, you know, uh, you know, I, I went through terrible, you know, you go down into the hospital in the bottom of the hospital where all the machines are and it's really cold down there because they have big machines. So they have all kinds of scanning machines and of course they're running all the time. So they have to keep it very cold. And so you go down there and I was 30 pounds underweight. So I was just frozen. I had no body weight at all and I had no resilience and so I would go down there and then they would be doing some other procedure or something other looking for what was wrong with me and I would just pray the Lord's Prayer the whole time silently I would just pray the Lord's Prayer and no matter what they were doing it didn't matter I could I could endure whatever it was they were up to as long as I stayed steady with with Christ and so it seems that pain, suffering, and sin, in some way that darkness 
brings us to God. You know, I started the podcast and I thought I would talk about the rosary when I first started my podcast. And I had about four episodes with Jonathan Pajot on the rosary. And then I thought, now what do I do? Because I've done that. He's who I knew. So let's see. <laughs> Don't know anybody else. But over time, you know, I've become more courageous and I've asked other people and stuff. But then I thought, what am I doing? Well, I'm talking about the divine feminine. So that's what I'm talking about. But then when I thought, started thinking about the divine feminine, more deeply, more broadly, I thought, oh, this isn't just about Mother Mary. This is this is about all the ways that we fall short. And so then it's about all the things that mothers are responsible for our children. So then it's about, well, it's about child trafficking then, isn't it? Or it's about pedophilia it's about these horribly black and I thought oh I can't talk about that that's dark and scary you know I I don't want to even know about all that stuff but then I thought you know Tam if you're going to be investigating the divine feminine you have to actually look those places and and so then I did and I interviewed some people about those things and I became passionate about those things and I thought isn't that interesting you know, Jordan in his lectures always talks about uh, darkness. If you don't believe in God, all you have to do is look at pain and see how real that is to know that there's something else that's good. If that if that is what you don't, if that's what you want to run from, where are you going to run to? You're going to run to something that's good. So there is a good on the other side of the pain. What is the good? Let's talk about it. And so it seems funny, you know, here I was looking to the good and I found the darkness. So I said to him the other day, why, when I wanted to look for the good, did I find the darkness? And he said, when you look towards the light, you can see how dark it is. I said, oh, that's true. So, you know, in a darkness, if you have one candle, it's so bright, just one candle. The darker it is, the brighter the candle. I thought, oh, isn't that interesting? So the suffering of the world becomes uh, becomes the necessary focus when you look towards the light. So that suffering is it's very multidimensional. It's complicated. Well, I'm, um, I'm looking forward to next Easter. I don't know what it'll bring. Uh, I've never done this before, so that's all new. Um, Queenie has asked if she can hold a dinner that night with friends. So that's really nice. And uh, I never thought of it as a, I just thought I'd go, and I'd go go to the service and I would be accepted into the church. But I think it's different than that. I think it's going to be different, a little bit different than that. We'll see what happens. But whatever happens uh, is supposed to happen. And I'm open to it. I think that people... It's an adventure and it's an adventure for me. And I'm, I'm going to be 63 pretty soon. And it's still an adventure for me to be giving, to make, to make this decision, to make a decision to join a church. And it's like, well, is this the right church? Well, I don't know if this is the right church. I thought of maybe, you know, maybe orthodoxy, maybe I should be going towards orthodoxy. I was raised Protestant. I don't want to be, 
I don't think Protestant it was the right choice for me because I was always missing Mother Mary. So it seemed that I was more of a Catholic. And then Catholicism, it just, it seemed easy, an easier path. It seemed like an easier path. So that's the direction I went. And I gave up questioning whether it was the right thing or not. Just do it and see. See what happens. It's an adventure. You know, do you do that when you go, uh, when you go on a holiday, you've chosen your holiday, do you keep questioning whether that's the right holiday? Or do you just go and see how it goes? Well, faith is a little bit like that. You just decide and then you go and then you see what happens. So that's what I say to people. Just, just go and see what happens. It's an adventure.